At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. All right. I'm going to tell you about my CBD lotion. Okay. Now, the reason that I'm giving you the heads up is because I want you to be able to write this down or get out your phone or hop onto your computer and put in the URL and then save it. Okay. The past two weeks, I have had a ton of you, dozens, who did not remember the URL, desperately writing me, trying to get the URL. I'm happy to oblige, but I miss a lot of emails because I get about a thousand emails a day. Okay. So I don't want to miss it. And if this is the chance that you have to write it down, go ahead and get prepared to write down the URL. It's easy. I even had somebody contact me over the weekend who was trying to buy their second bottle, Joe. You know what that means? That means it worked. They want to buy more, but they couldn't quite remember the the website. They had it so close to, so close. (laughs) But I want to make sure that you have it, okay? Because I know that a lot of you are getting this for stocking stuffers and tis the season for minor aches and pains. When it gets cold, I know that a lot of our joints start to hurt, especially if you have arthritis. So this is going to be a great help for all of you. Here's the website to get the CBD lotion. All natural CBD.org. There you go. Because it is all natural. All natural CBD.org. All natural CBD.org. Use coupon code KC10 to save 10%. Now, the lotion's amazing. There's a lot of places that have oils, and we're all familiar with the oils, and oil is great. Um, A lot of places have creams, okay, but not a lot of places have lotions. So the lotion not only soothes and moisturizes your skin, but then delivers up to 500 milligrams of full-spectrum CBD to fight pain in your body. This is an amazing product. My wife just told me the other day she's been dealing with foot pain for like two days, and somehow she goes, I don't know why, I didn't think to try the lotion. She tried the lotion, and she goes, it's gone, like that. After two days of dealing with it, she put the lotion on her feet, boom, pain was gone. So go to allnaturalcbd.org, get the CBD lotion in either unscented or lavender. It's your choice in 250 or 500 milligrams of full-spectrum CBD. That's also your choice. They're also running a three-pack special where you can save 10 bucks when you buy three. You can also get bath bombs and other CBD products. Go to allnaturalcbd.org, use coupon code KC10 if you'd like to pick it up locally. You can go to any local eSig Works location and still use that coupon code to get the discount. Any local eSig Works within earshot here in Michiana and use that coupon code and you'll still save 10%. All right, 574-2595-953. Last week, this horrible video surfaced of a boy being assaulted by at least five kids on a school bus. Now, the rumors, he was a white kid, he was being attacked by a bunch of black kids, which... Again, whether the race had anything to do with it, we don't know, but we understand how the media would have covered it the other way around, okay? Um, The uh, 
allegation was the kid was wearing a Trump hat, and that's why he was attacked. So here's the latest on that. Five students have been charged on Friday after a shocking video emerged of a Florida boy being attacked on a school bus, allegedly because he'd previously worn a hat supporting President Donald Trump. The news comes three weeks after the initial attack on November 21st that sent 14-year-old boy, identified as Tyler, to the hospital with head contusions. I reached out to the lawyer. I have not heard back. The Hamilton County Sheriff's Office said the students involved have been charged with first-degree misdemeanor battery after discussing the charges with the state attorney's office. The Florida State Attorney's Office recommended that the incident does not meet the criteria for a hate crime. And I assume that they're saying it doesn't meet the criteria for a hate crime because they're saying it was politically motivated, even though the political motivation here is race-based. But I digress. Superintendent Rex Mitchell shared a press release on Friday addressing the incident. Mitchell says the school district is has investigated the incident, disciplined the students involved in the altercation, and turned information over to the sheriff's office for criminal action. Although social media was set ablaze at the implication that the beating happened because Tyler wore a MAGA hat, Mitchell contends that this was not the case. It is implied in the post that the altercation occurred because one of the students involved was wearing a political hat showing support for President Trump. There was no evidence found during the investigation that indicated the student was wearing of such apparel on a prior occasion. Uh, wait, there was no evidence found during the investigation that indicated the student was wearing of such apparel on a prior occasion motivated the incident. Um, so what they're saying is, they're saying that uh, we don't have any proof that this happened as a result of him previously wearing this hat. Now, the parents disagree with that. The parents say that he was immediately bullied when he wore this hat, which he paid for himself. He wore the hat to school. He was bullied. He put the hat away, never wore it again. And he says, but the damage was done. And the parents, you know, one of the dads who posted on Twitter suggested that as a result of him previously wearing the hat, that's what sparked this, al- this altercation. The authorities are saying they don't have any actual evidence of that. Okay. The incident began with a verbal altercation between two students that escalated when additional students became involved, which, of course, could have been over the hat. The school uh, school district reviewed the bus video to not only view the altercation, but the event leading up to the event and the subsequent conclusion. Mitchell said that we absolutely do not condone the use of physical force between students. This was a very unfortunate incident, completely unrelated to any political statements or agendas. Uh-huh. Again, the parents disagree with that. So I guess here, here's what I here's what I don't have from the school and from the the authorities. I don't have an explanation as to what started this. The only thing they're saying is there's a verbal altercation, and they don't have any indication that this had anything to do with the hat. Okay, so what was the altercation over? What started it? Was this person still targeted because of the previous hat? Because the parents seem pretty convinced that that's the reason why. Okay, Now, again, I don't know. I have the same information that, that all of you have that the press is putting out there. But you've got the authorities going really out of their way to say that this has nothing to do with politics and has nothing to do with this boy wearing that hat previously. But they're not offering an alternative explanation. 
They're just saying there's a verbal altercation which led to the attack. Okay, was there a verbal altercation because he had previously worn the hat? That's the thing. And the parents are convinced that that is exactly what caused this. The authorities say that they don't have any proof of that. Okay. Uh, the following, following the November incident, Griffin says that they no longer feel safe sending Tyler back to school uh, and are considering other options, including homeschooling or moving to a different county. The money donated to the GoFundMe that they've set up will go towards purchasing a good laptop, computer, and other supplies needed to be successful in homeschool environment. Okay, don't give them any money. Now, I feel bad that this kid got attacked. It's unjustified. doesn't matter what happened. Um, you know, it's it's at least five on one. At one point, the parents said there was eight students involved. Clearly outnumbered. Why, why are you setting up a GoFundMe to get a laptop? What's wrong with you? And and here's the thing. They have a $4,000 goal. The Dragon, which is now dead. The Dragon. My last laptop. Was a very high-end laptop. Did not cost me $4,000. What the heck did they need four grand for? So now they're making money off of their kid getting attacked. And that irks me. I don't like that. Um, let's see. At the time that this article was written, and I haven't checked the uh, the GoFundMe on this, but at the time that the article was written, they had raised 2600 of the 4000 goal. Which we need $4,000, you know, to get a laptop and be able to do all sorts of homeschool stuff. No, you don't. You need a couple hundred bucks to get a laptop. That's all you need. You don't need a laptop for homeschooling. You really don't. But you can get one for a couple hundred bucks. I know because I have just bought a laptop for myself and I also bought a laptop for a relative who needed one. So pretty darn good one too. A few hundred bucks. That's all you need. You don't need a $4,000 GoFundMe campaign. I'm sorry your kid got assaulted. Um, every indication that we have is that it was wrong. It would be wrong even if he started it because it was five or eight on one, depending on which article you read. Um, they charged five students. They didn't charge eight. Okay, But... You don't use that to raise money. And I'm so tired of people doing that. There are legitimate things you raise money for. Horrible tragedies that happen. Family members taken out of the family's life altogether. Other reasons, but there's no reason. Because your kid got attacked. Did you go fund me to buy a laptop? It's just, I'm sorry, but it's silly. You got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson, about half an hour away from uh, Mayor-elect Robertson from Elkhart coming in. Chit-chat with us about taking over the city. 574-2595-953. If you have a question for Rod Robertson, go to facebook.com slash Casey the host. Pinned to the top of my, my profile is a post for you to go ahead and ask your questions there. And I may not be able to get to all of them, but there's only a few up there right now, so... You know, if you get in early, good chance that I'll be able to do it. Okay, what do we have here? So many things going on. Um, uh, yes, somebody said, wasn't that fourteen-year-old kid hospitalized? Yes, he was. He was hospitalized. It was. It was bad. It was really bad. Um, now, had they said four thousand dollars to cover the medical bills that we have, that'd be a different different ball game. But they didn't say that. They said they wanted a laptop for homeschooling. A consumer group in New York has asked toy maker Hasbro to stop selling assault-style weapons that fire foam Nerf darts. What about the uh, the Nerf balls? Those things are a lot 
the Nerf rival line is a lot better than the normal Nerf line anyway. Yes. And my daughter wants the, uh, she wants those ones bad. She's got a few of the darts, obviously. They're a lot of and fun. She's got that really big sniper rifle that we oh, bought yeah, at the gun yeah. show. Remember that thing? The yeah. whole story? That was her first time haggling over the price of something. She was so proud of that purchase. She almost never uses it, by the way, because it's too big for her. But she was really happy carrying it out <laughs> when she's older, maybe. The Empire State Consumer Project has written a letter to the Hasbro Board of Directors saying, as the holidays approach, we are reminded of our mission to protect the safety of children. They're Nerf. It's Nerf. Okay? Nerf. As we watch holiday toy commercials, we see the Nerf Ultra 1 and other extreme Nerf machine guns for children and are reminded of mass shootings. No, you're not. Nobody's reminded of mass shootings. It's a Nerf. Okay? Nobody's reminded of mass shootings when you see a Nerf. Anyway, reminded of mass shootings that have devastated American children and families for decades now. In these times, the TV ad for this product plays like a Saturday Night Live parody, except that it's not at all funny. It wasn't meant to be funny. It was meant to sell Nerf guns. You're the one that, that tried to say it was supposed to be funny. The commercial shows a, child, a child's parent giving him progressively bigger Nerf blasters until the child's grandmother shows up and gives him the Ultra One. A drum-fed toy gun that can hold 25 soft darts. I, I soft darts. How many? How many years now has Nerf had a had, had a uh, a drum? Uh, a while, but this is it's, their brand new one. Okay, so this is the this is the brand new one with the brand new darts that fly farther. And oh, the faster. new darts. See the darts that Nerf that, Ultra darts. So the the darts that Bree has for her um, her sniper rifle are the bigger darts. But you can put the normal size darts inside that bigger dart, and then it shoots twice as far. Isn't that great? God, I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that at Walmart. Yeah, it looks like a futuristic Tommy gun. Yes. Yeah, that's and it, awesome. It's battery powered, and so it must, oh, it's it, even I better. believe it's full auto. Yeah, even, even better. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you remember Zappets? Joe doesn't remember Zappa. He's too young. Remember Zappa? Remember Zappa came with two different colored ink? They had a whole line of weapons. There's two different colors. And you would shoot each other with the ink, and it was uh, clothing-safe ink. So when you shot somebody, they actually looked like they were bleeding out. Remember that? Back in the day, when we could actually have fun doing this stuff. Anyway, it's a matter of this being a very vulnerable consumer group. God, you must be horrible in bed. Children buy what they see, and we're, we're and we're not sure that this is driven by market demand for assault weapon toys by children or the industry creating the demand. Okay, let me, first of all, uh, every boy that I have ever known, with the exception of maybe two, okay? There's a couple of nerds that I can think of. Not, there's nothing wrong with being a nerd. Okay, I'm a total geek. Nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying that that was the group that they were with, who didn't enjoy playing war or shooting guns or cops and robbers or cowboys and Indians or whatever. Okay. Everybody does. We went to the, what is it? Mill Miller, Miller Brook with the, the Christmas lights, the big thing that they do around here in Granger, whatever we did that last night and it's beautiful and it's amazing and you should do it. We do it every year and no joke. We're probably 20 minutes into this thing and there's a kid Looks like he's probably 13, 14 years old. Maybe he's 12, okay? He's running around. He's got, I think it was a snow shovel. And he was pretending to shoot everybody in the cars. 
Okay. He didn't have a nerf. He didn't have a real gun. He was bored out of his mind, and he was shooting people with a fake gun. And we thought it was funny. Thought it was hysterical. Uh, he's just running around. He's playing. He's just being a kid, man. Uh, when your products themselves violate most of your proclaimed corporate values, something is very... Shut up. God, these people are terrible. You imagine actually going to a Christmas party with this person? I mean, really? Like, honestly? What? I am I'm more entertaining at a Christmas at party than this, than I'm this person. I'm just laughing is. at your commentary, Casey. I think it's entertaining. God. Oh, don't try spiking the punch around this person. I don't even know who it is. I don't know if it's a guy, girl. I don't think it really matters. It's the, like the organization who put this out. It's a nerf. Okay? Grow up. Start acting your age for crying out loud. You're acting like a bunch of spoiled little brats tattling on the teacher because somebody is talking or passing notes in the back of the class and you're upset that it happens to involve the girl that you like and some other guy who's making a move on your gal, even though you've never said two words to her because you're too chicken to do it. Uh, let's see. PJ Media mocked the move in a piece headlined, The Real Target of New York's Attempt to Ban Assault-Style Nerf Guns is Masculinity. <laughs> Assault-Style Nerf Guns. <laughs> I love PJ Media. They're great. So when I posted this on Twitter, <laughs> I posted, I said, uh, Mayor Pete didn't carry assault Nerf guns over there so your kids could shoot each other with them over here because he's still running around pretending that he shot AR-15s and things like that. That's what he carried and that's been his go-to line for the entire thing. It's so stupid. And there's always been anti-toy gun consumer groups. And by the way, a lot of those have been politically right-leaning religious groups. But holy smokes. And you listen to the stuff that they're talking about in this thing. It's you, you know full well that their spouse is not happy. That's, that, you know crystal clear that they are not a good person to be married to. If they are, in fact, still even married. We've got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. The live streamers are out there. I should say the people hanging out in the live stream are making all sorts of Indiana Nerf gun jokes. And it's uh, the the uh, Nerf gun loophole and everything else. So it's been pretty funny to watch that. Go check out the live stream. Um, and <laughs> a debate is now okay. I'm always I'm always entertained, always entertained by what chooses to motivate somebody to write me. Okay, so doing past the mic. Last one of the decade, a listener on the live stream pointed out. And somebody writes me an email and says, no, it's not. It's not the last of the decade. Next year will be the last of the decade. Uh, now the person in the live stream is saying, no, 2020 is zero, not 10. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's funny to watch people. It really is interesting what will motivate. Because you talk about so many serious issues and things that really affect people's lives. And they don't give two bleeps about it. You know, they won't write you. They won't call you. They won't do anything. Um, if you have a call to action to help somebody online or something, they won't do it. But God forbid, you know, you do one little thing. And sometimes it motivates. I'm not attacking anybody. I'm just saying. 
it's kind of interesting what motivates people to uh, <laughs> to comment on these things. So anyway, uh, if you also, about a half hour, we'll have the mayor-elect of Elkhart, Rod Robertson. He's going to be joining us in studio. If you would like to ask him a question, go to facebook.com slash casethehost. And on the, the pin to the top of the news feed there, you can go ahead and post a question that you would like me to ask him. All right, 574-25-95-953. That is 2595-953. Imran Awan is back in the news Yes, I knew the story wasn't over. I was hoping it wouldn't be over. The Department of Justice said this month that it could not release records on Democrat technology aide Imran Awan due to, quote, technical difficulties, which, of course, is always suspect. Now, when that happened, we talked about it a little bit, and we said, okay, it's kind of interesting that they're saying technical difficulties, I maintain that I believe that he's a spy, okay, and that this is a part of a, a, an agreement. Well, the Department of Justice has now admitted in court documents that it could not release the records on Imran Awan because there is a secret ongoing case related to the matter still happening. So it's not technical difficulties. They've had to admit in court that they're still investigating something involving Imran Awan. Ooh. Judicial Watch filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit November 7, 2018, for 7,000 pages of Capitol Police records related to the cybersecurity investigation on August 2nd, and the DOJ agreed to begin producing records by November 5th. Mm-hmm. So, just so everybody's crystal clear, the reporter that is primarily responsible for all things Imran Awan, his name is Luke Rosiak. Okay? Luke Rosiak covered this. More than, this is his signature story, more than anybody else in the country. I am right behind him. Then you have this wide gap of other people who haven't done anything. The deadline came and went. No records were being produced, even though the DOJ promised to produce them. On November 13th, phone call, the DOJ said technical difficulties had resulted in a delay. Judicial Watch stated in a court filing, the new release uh, released court filings from the Department of Justice said, pursuant to an order issued by the Honorable Tanya Chutkin, who is presiding over related sealed criminal matter, the government is prohibited from disclosing certain information pursuant to formal and informal information requests in this matter. The government advised Judge Chutkin of the instant FOIA matter and sought clarification from the judge concerning the government permissible response in light of the order. Well, the defendants received clarification on December 5th of 2019, the date of this filing that permitted defendants to say the following. The government is prohibited from disclosing any information pursuant to an order issued by the Honorable Tanya S. Chutkin. The difficulties in providing responsive material was due to the unexpected and unique set of facts described above that was out of the control of the defendant. Defendant's only motivation was to maintain the integrity of the sealed matter as much as possible until the issuing court provided guidance. Well, isn't that interesting? Now, for those of you who have been watching me cover this thing for, for some time, uh, I was the first person to draw the connection between Imran Awan and the DNC hack. He was the one that w- had access to the DNC server. He was um, routinely hacking into and illegally accessing the documents of Democratic members of Congress, including Joe Donnelly. So it made perfect sense considering he was the aide to Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who at the time was the chair of the DNC. 
So here's some key points that Luke Rosiak put down involving the Awan case. During the 2016 election, the House Office of Inspector General warned that Imran and his family were making unauthorized access to data. Shortly after the IG report came out in September of 2016, the caucus server identified as prime evidence in the cybersecurity case physically disappeared. Wasserman Schultz declined to fire Imran despite knowing that he was suspected of cybersecurity violations, even though she had just lost her job as DNC chair after its anemic handling of the data breach. She also said it was because uh, of him being a Muslim, by the way. She said it was all racism. After Imran was banned from the network, he left a laptop with the username RepDWS in a phone booth. A former business partner of Imran's father says the father handed over USBs of data to Pakistani officials and that Imran claimed that he had power to change the U.S. president. Hmm. And what's been happening? And the cybersecurity investigation started after allegedly falsified invoices caught administrators' attention and the Awan's lawyer blamed members. That is a brief overview of what happened with him. This case is so big, and when it just disappeared after a plea agreement, just vanished, sure did seem suspicious. So the case is not over, and the DOJ is now admitting that they can't turn over documents because there is an ongoing case involving Imran Awan. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. And please put MNC at the beginning of that message. All right. I do want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. I just want to let you know what's going on. Uh, I was told by Rod Robertson's people that his schedule is really tight today. And they had today and they had Friday available. I'm on vacation Friday. Even though I'm doing past the mic early in the afternoon, I won't be here on Friday. So I told them, well, let's try and do Monday. And they said that they would try and squeeze it in, but he had an appointment and his appointment did run a little bit late. So they just called us and we're not canceling yet. They're going to call back, but they did say... So if I'm just telling this in case you're sitting here waiting um, to hear that interview with Rod Robertson. Um, they did say that they're going to try and see if they can get here, but with the schedule that it's looking right, right now, they wouldn't get here until, until after 5 o'clock. By the time they got there and we were able to set him up to do an interview, it would only be like five minutes, and then we all know what happens after 5.30, and that wouldn't be fair to him. So if they can get here before then, yeah, we can do a phone interview with him. We, yeah, we can do a phone yeah, we can totally do a phone interview with him. Okay, cool. She just called back, so right. uh, looks like we'll just do it on the phone rather than rather than in studio. So I just wanted you to know in case you were holding off for the interview because they did tell me that his schedule was packed today, uh, and because I was on vacation on Friday, we we tried to work it in today. So it looks like we're just going to do it by phone instead of in person. So we can do that. Not a problem. Uh, glad that worked out. All right, five seven four twenty five ninety five ninety five three. That's two five nine five nine five three. You can also send a text message to four five three six four. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. All right. Uh, the National Guard 
in Virginia has responded to the Virginia congressman who said we should use the National Guard to enforce the gun confiscation. So the Virginia National Guard has now responded. Uh, Major General Timothy P. Williams, he's the the uh, adjutant general of Virginia, on Friday responded to Representative Donald e. McEachin, who's a Democrat of Virginia, who said last week that Governor Northam might have to call in the National Guard if counties in the Old Dominion refuse to uphold any new gun control legislation. Okay? So, again, Northam is trying to do gun confiscation there. You have all of these counties in Virginia declaring themselves Second Amendment sanctuaries. And you have all of these sheriffs going on board with that. Then you have this Democrat that comes out and says, we'll just call the National Guard, then they'll take care of it, automatically assuming that the National Guard would do this, by the way. And I'm not convinced that they would. Uh, so the National Guard responded. This is what the, the Adjutant General said. We have received multiple questions regarding proposed legislation for the 2020 General Assembly session and the authority of the governor of Virginia to employ the Virginia National Guard in a law enforcement role. That's what William said in a statement. Uh, so that's on the official Virginia National Guard Twitter account, okay? We understand and respect the passion people feel for the U.S. Constitution and Second Amendment rights. We will not speculate about the possible use of the Virginia National Guard, he said. That was it. Now, I'm reading between the lines on this, okay? I think I know what the Major General is saying. So if, if, okay, if we are, if I'm interpreting this correctly, what the Virginia National Guard is basically saying is, Nobody's asked us to do anything, and we're not going to do anything. Oh, and uh, the Constitution's awesome, and the Second Amendment is a right. Okay, If I'm reading between the lines correctly, based on that, we understand and respect the passion people feel for the U.S. Constitution and Second Amendment rights. That's what the general said. Okay, Now, because of that, that leads me to believe that the Virginia National Guard, while officially issuing a statement to calm everybody the heck down, is kind of telling everybody, yeah, we're not going to go along with the gun confiscation either. Not our job. And we wouldn't support it anyway because of the Constitution. So uh, if I'm reading it correctly, that's what it, it seems to be. So we've got more than 70 counties now. More than seven, seven zero. More than 70 counties have now passed resolutions declaring themselves Second Amendment sanctuaries in Virginia. And you've got all of these sheriffs, of course, involved in all of this. And these sheriffs are straight up telling everybody that, no, we're not going to enforce this. And we've heard uh, former Sheriff Brad Rogers, who's going to be running for a commissioner here, um, we've heard him say very similar things. And we've talked about the power of the sheriff uh, many, many times on the program. So there's there's authority there. And to have Virginia trying to do this, especially with the history of it being Virginia, that's it's not going to fly very well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but if you, if you ask me, that was a Virginia National Guard just shooting that idea right down. All right, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. 12 days of Christmas on 95.3 MNC, our biggest giveaway of the year. We've got 12 days of great prizes that you can sign up for a chance to win. You can sign up for all of them. You can sign up for some of them. You can sign up for just one. It's entirely up to you. Find the stuff that you're interested in and make that, uh, you know, make that registration happen ASAP because we're going to start giving these things away. Go to 953MNC.com. Or you can text the word DAYS right now to 45364. Got a chance to win a whole bunch of awesome stuff. 
Monterey Mexican Bar and Grill, Z-Bar to South Bend, ZX Gun, just to name a few, okay? There's got stuff all over the place at 953MNC.com for you to check out. Or text the word DAYS right now to 45364. Biggest contest of the year, Santa Sleigh is popping this year. Again, sponsored by Parkwood Auto Spa, South Bend Chocolate Company, and, of course, your friends here at 953MNC. Don't forget, you can watch the live stream. Go to YouTube.com slash host or Twitch.tv slash host. For those of you on mobile, you may want to look at the Throne Live app. That thing's pretty neat. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel.